Welcome back to Nothing to Stay the Fans Podcast. This is episode I don't care because it has been a while. It has been a yeah. while since we have recorded, but we are back um, on our going to be on our weekly schedule again. A lot of stuff happened. Um, winding down summer for me. Um, school was crazy. Job was crazy. Um, so kind of life just got in the way, but we're back, especially now that football is ramping up and glad to be back. I've really, I've really missed filming. I don't know about you, Sam, but I, I, I've been itching to, to talk some sports. Yeah. I mean, I've missed it so much. I don't even, I don't even know what to do with my hands and like, what do I, what do I do with them at this point? Like, <laughs> I'm just so out of practice with this whole thing. I, it feels like it's been a month since we sat down and did one of these. I know. And you know what? On some sense, I'm, I was happy for the break, but now I'm like, I'm ready to come. Like I'm, I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to talk football. I'm ready to get back into sports and I'm glad, I'm glad that we're back doing this. So let's hit the ground running. Uh, one of the segments that we did frequently, one of the segments that we do uh, here once football season starts is a segment called Move the Chains. anything that you probably haven't heard before it's just our take on the whole i agree with you or no i agree or no i don't agree with you kind of thing so (laughs) the way that it's going to work is i have three predictions for this upcoming season sam has three predictions for this upcoming season we're going to alternate between which ones we read if one of us agrees with that take We'll say we're going to move the chains. So, you know, first down, if we don't, we're going to punt and we're going to tell each other why. Um, I haven't heard his. He hasn't heard mine. And, yeah, let's get this going. This should be fun. Um, Sam, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll I'll start. Um, My first prediction, I think, is definitely pretty tame. Um, We were trying to go a little bit outlandish, but still within the realm of possibility. Um, So this first one is the New Orleans Saints will make the playoffs this year under a healthy Jameis Winston and a new regime without Sean Payton. I, I will move the chains on that one. I agree with you. Jameis was playing really well last season. The saints were, the saints were rolling with him uh, out the gate uh, before he got hurt. I, I definitely think, you know, I mean, Dennis Allen was, uh, once a Raider. <laughs> um, so I can't, I can't say that I can't say that he's the greatest coach of all time, but you know what? I also am in a similar situation with my team in the sense that, you know, former head coach didn't work out on the first stop second, you know, second chance. Hopefully it works. So if mm-hmm. I believe it's going to work for Josh McDaniels, then I got to believe it's going to work for Dennis Allen as well. Um, so the Saints have a great offense. Their defense is outstanding. As long as Jameis plays decent, they've got a great shot. Yeah, I think the the strength of that pick really comes from the defense. They're going to win a lot of close games where they're just littered with talent all over on the defensive side of the ball. Um, big thing is the suspension or pending suspension of Alvin Kamara, the yeah. length, if it's going to happen based off of uh, – actions at the Pro Bowl last season uh, for honestly I don't think it really matters for this team because of the strength of their defense and they've reloaded on talent wise I mean they're getting Michael Thomas back presumably healthy back to full strength and Chris Olave, the rookie wide receiver Signed Jarvis coming Landry. in 
Landry coming in and Winston, if he's not giving you the 50 pass attempts that he was giving you in Tampa Bay, I think 30 a night, he's got talent. He's led this league in touchdowns, in in yards, in interceptions, but the talent's there, right? Like it, the arm talent is most certainly there. So they definitely, I think are a, they have a really low floor to where they can, with the strength of their defense, win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. The only thing that they're going to be, that's going to be an uphill battle for them is the divisions that they're playing. They play the AFC West and they play the NFC West as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got, they've got a tough road ahead of them. I mean, I'm looking at their opening games. I believe they should beat the Falcons. And they've had the Bucks number, like, for the past yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. The Panthers, they should be fine with. The Vikings, they should be fine with. Uh, the Seahawks, I think they should be um, good with. So their, their opening should be good. It's really the back half of their schedule where it really starts to kick in. They play the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the Niners, the Bucks again. Uh, and then they get – I feel like they should beat the Falcons, but then they close with the Browns, Eagles, and uh, Panthers. So that middle portion of their schedule is really going to define whether or not they – they make it to the playoffs. They need to at least, I think, split um, with uh, with those teams in the middle. But it's going to be tough figuring out, you know, <laughs> where they can get wins. Yeah, they're one of those teams that the last couple of years have really played to the level of their opponents where they'll go out and beat Tampa. They'll go out and beat, dominate Green Bay. And you're like, whoa, that's completely surprising. But then in the same breath, they'll lose to a Panthers or a Falcons or a Giants even. Right. As long as they take care of business against the teams that they really should be beating, they're going to rise up and surprise a lot of those teams that are uh, sort of perceived as better than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. I, I fully commit to the, uh, the Saints making the playoffs and uh, I, I like that take. Um, so mine, I'll start with my first one. I did these, different from each other in the sense that obviously they're all different takes but my confidence level in each one of these is very different so Mm -hmm. i went with one that i feel good with one that i'm 50 50 on and one that i'm like i don't know i mean it's a possibility (laughs) but but i mean a lot of stuff would have to happen so the first one uh, i actually felt really good about up until a few minutes ago when i looked at everybody's schedule for the afc west but you know what i'll stick to my guns on this one the prediction is going to come from the AFC West. Obviously, I'm a Raider fan. This division is absolutely loaded with talent. The top dog has always been the Chiefs for the past five or six years. But my prediction was, because I said, and I want to stick to this, I said that the Chargers were going to win that division. And I said that a couple uh, couple shows ago when we were making our uh, division and playoff uh, predictions. So I want to stick to that. I said the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs but they're going to be in third place in the AFC West. So I'm so I think they're going to get in but as the third seed in the AFC West. So they'll be a wild card. So that would mean mm-hmm. that the Chargers I'm going to stick with them winning the division. Of course I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to get in as well, which I don't think is that outlandish. They made the playoffs last year and they got better this mm-hmm. offseason. So I don't think that that's outlandish. Uh, and the Chiefs are going to get in as a third seed. And before you run to the hills saying that that's crazy, let me just read you their schedule. And this isn't, you know, unique to just the chiefs. 
and the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, they all have a devilish schedule. But the Chiefs open up with the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Colts, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Bills, the 49ers, and then the Titans. That is their opening slate of games. And then they finish with the Chargers, the Rams, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Broncos again, the Raiders. And then it sprinkled in there. They have a Texans, uh, Seahawks, Jaguars game. So three games, which they absolutely should win, but the rest of those are no walk in the park. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, for the initial point, I agree. I mean, I think that's, you move the chance on that one for sure. Uh, I think it comes down to, it. you don't even have to really talk about which three teams are making it. It's, I mean, the Broncos could rise up they and really make could. the playoffs, right? I don't see a world where the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Um, I was really low on them after losing a bunch of their guys. I mean, not only Tyree Kill, but they lost Tyron Matthew, who is the heart and soul of that defense. And oh, to New Orleans too, right? We were just talking. Did you go to New Orleans? We were just talking <laughs> yeah. about the Saints. Yeah, yeah, they just reload. Um, but really, I mean, their receiving core isn't. It's definitely unproven. But at the end it's of the day, at, uh, it's a patchwork job right now. But at the end, of, I mean, I still, I still like it because oh, yeah, Mahomes makes guys look good. He's been doing it for for years. Yeah, he's had Tyreek and Travis, but he's been doing it with. Pringle and Robinson and Hardman and he's been making those guys play way above the level of maybe what they'd be playing with a different quarterback right I think I think they're going to be fine I I think Patrick Mahomes has an opportunity to do what I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks what I'm just saying their effect I think Mahomes has an opportunity to do what Brady has done for such a long time which is make like B minus B receivers just look like absolute superstars this -hmm. season, because I agree with you. I do like their receiving core, but the thing is, is that they went, they went from, they went from having two like a plus top of the chart um, pass catchers down to one. And then their wide receivers um, are all like very solid wide receivers. They don't have a star. So I think mm-hmm. Mahomes has an opportunity to, like I said, do what Brady's done over the past couple of years, couple of years, past 15 years, <laughs> um, 20, I should just say, I should just say the length of his career um, and make them look like absolute superstars. So he's got, he definitely has a chance to, to do that. Um, but I do think losing Tyreek, I don't, I don't think you could just brush that off. I think that is going to, their offense is going to be different um, because when you lose a guy like that, I mean, it's just hard to, hard to say that you're going to look exactly the same um so i think their offense is definitely going to be fine i think they're going to be fine but i think they're going to get in uh into the playoffs as the third seed in the afc west um and it's probably going to be by a tiebreaker true i mean i don't think that the afc west is going to be separated by more than a game yeah it's going to be so tight i think all those teams definitely finish above 500 which would be like they are going to do I'd love to see the combined record of all four teams against teams outside the division, because it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to be mental really the work that they're going to do outside the division. Um, I don't see the Raiders finishing above, even with that MF 
at quarterback, as Tom Brady would like to call him, right? So you're saying the Raiders are going to be fourth in the division? No, I see them. I think the Raiders will finish above Denver. I think Denver isn't going to make the grandiose like flip well, that everyone else is thinking right i, I well, have... are you hang on so are you moving the chains on my prediction because you said you did and if they're not going to finish above the chiefs then they're going to be fourth is that what ultimately what your prediction was i'm sorry i must have my prediction was yeah the chiefs are going to get in but in the third place spot so uh, if you're oh yeah oh mm-hmm no, that changed that changed things. Punt it. <laughs> that changes <laughs> that everything. Just that punt. Changes we were we were like... going on so just right along here. No, punt uh... it. No, I think they finish second. I think the Chargers okay. will will be first, and then the Chiefs will finish second. Okay. Uh, just because I think the the experience that the Chiefs have of every single year, they're playing pretty much the hardest schedule because they're in one of the hardest divisions every single year. Yeah. This is by far the hardest division this season. And they're playing a first place schedule every single year. So they have, and they've shown success to where they've been able to be the number one seed or the number two seed and win buys and win all these tight games, right? So I wouldn't put it past them to finish in that second spot. Right. All right. Well, over one for me. So it started out as a one for one. (laughs) I was confused. I, I definitely misinterpreted what. All good. What the prediction was. Well, it's fitting, actually, from one talk of the Chiefs to the team, the new team of Cheetah. Mm. My second prediction is Tua will be a pro bowler at the end of this season. Tua will be a pro bowler at the end of this season. How many uh, quarterbacks make the pro bowl? Three. The AFC? Hunt. I'm no, sending I, that sending that to the end zone. Are you not seeing the highlights coming out of this trip? I don't I think don't, a I, quarterback has ever had this many long touchdown throws and long completions posted from practices and preseasons <laughs> as Tua is this year. I'm not even going to say that it's going to be his fault why he doesn't make the Pro Bowl. I'm just going to say that I'm looking at the rest of the – field in the afc and I'm oh just... they're they're trash who's uh, right josh allen who's that guy scrub justin herbert joe burrow <laughs> scrub. okay i won't say herbert's a scrub because he's he's from morgan but burrow <laughs> but on. i mean so here's the thing i mean you you go down and we've done this before um we i remember specifically doing this segment on the show talking about what teams need a quarterback and what don't but i mean you go down the list lamar Allen, Burrow, Wilson, Ryan. Um, They're not completing throws like two is offseason. Um, Herbert. I mean, he's not going to be better than than those guys. He's not going to be not better watch, than three of those guys. You didn't. You. You know, I'll give you the benefit of the, the doubt, Jason. You didn't watch the preseason highlights. And you didn't watch today's highlights. You got me. <laughs> where he just threw an absolute bomb to Tyreek Hill. Just dropped yeah, it. Yeah, and underthrew it. <laughs> so, so you know why I think – what think back, what was the most successful Tua has ever looked? No, I got college. At Alabama, when his receivers had 10 to 15 yards of separation every single throw, right? <laughs> right. What is the one wide receiver that can – 
create the most separation, even with the best athletes in the NFL. Well, you know what? He's actually got the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL. I think Waddle, at least on the 40 time, is the second fastest, I think. Interesting. I think. So what has Miami done now? Now they have an offensive-minded head coach in Mike McDaniels, right? Stud coming out of San Francisco, right? And that high-powered offense, which Jimmy G kind of flourished, and they're sort of the same type of player. I'd even give Tua a little more talent than Jimmy G has, right? A little more arm talent. You give him Tyreek Hill, who's going to create – separation no matter what even if you were to tell dbs the route that tyreek is running he still can create separation with his freak speed and then you have waddle in the slot creating space and getting open which we saw worked last year because he had a great rookie year i i think two is kind of poised He's got, I mean, he's got, okay, so Waddle ran a 4.37, Tyreek ran a 4.29. Um, so Waddle's one of the faster wide receivers. But Waddle's slow. <laughs> compared to Tyreek. <laughs> and they got they got Chase Edmonds, a great receiving back. They have Raheem Moster, who can take a screen pass from the 30-yard line all the way to the house at any given moment, right? And then Sony Michelle for those short-yarded situations. I mean, by committee. This offense is going to run so perfectly, and it's and two is going to get the acclaim and the credit for it for taking that and taking that next step and making growths. Where that storyline is just going to take hold, and voters are just going to be like, "Put them in there." Okay, so it's going to be a storyline for a little look. I I don't I don't you agree. Might. He might win MVP. I, I'm, I might even up it. He might win MVP. <laughs> I'm a I'm a punt. Like I said, I'm a punt on that one. That one's very clear to me and not confusing. Um, I uh, I just don't think I. You know what? I agree with you in the sense. I think he's going to have a good year, and I think the Dolphins uh, are going to be a tough out for a lot of teams. But just based on the sheer volume of good quarterbacks in the AFC. I'm not going to give it to him. And uh, Tua, I know you're a regular listener on this show, so I just want you to know that it's not its not that I don't like you or anything like that. I Just the other guys are, yeah, I can't I can't give it just based off that. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Tua, sir, I want you just to clip that right there, and I want you to write down word for word what Jason just wrote. Put that in your locker. Mm-hmm. Put it right in there. You're going to open that up every day for practice, but right before you put the pads on, and you're going to see that that Jason mother effing Russell. Well, guy. then he's he's going to owe me his Pro Bowl jersey then, and I'll be fine. With that. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to Pro Bowl jersey nails. <laughs> I'll be fine with that. So, all right. So this one, my second one. This one also comes from the AFC. It's going to be about the Colts. Bryson, if you're listening. Um, one of, our, one of our <laughs> be. but uh, so Matt Ryan joined the Colts in the offseason. Matt Ryan is very good quarterback, definitely an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Not bad um, than Tua, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still pick Matt Ryan to make it over to a um, anyway. I think the Colts have a legitimate shot to make a deep, deep playoff run. They've got the team for it. They've got a good defense. They've got a great offensive line. Um, they've got the number one running back in the NFL. I don't think that's a question anymore. I know Derrick Henry's still there. 
it's probably a toss-up, honestly, to be fair, over who the number one running back is. The only reason why I'm saying that is because, obviously, Henry got hurt. Hopefully, that doesn't affect, you know, him and what he likes to do. So, toss-up between who the best running back is. Regardless, I'm going to say, and this is my second one, so this is one that I'm, like, 50-50 on, uh, but I'm going to say that the Colts have a chance to be in the final four um, this season. Um, so make it all the way to the conference championship game against whoever, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, I don't know. Uh, but I do think that the Colts have a legitimate shot to be with Matt Ryan in the final four uh, for the NFL this season. What do you think the best unit of the Colts is? Do you think it's their defense or their offense? I'm going to say with the addition of Matt Ryan, probably their offense. Um, and it's Matt Ryan and Taylor. Uh, you add Stefan Gilmore to that defense, too. I think yeah. they're still a little more leaning on the defensive side because weapons-wise, they have Michael Pittman Jr., but outside of him, I guess you can count Jonathan Taylor and Naeem yeah. Hines as weapons, but I was just thinking just the receiver court. Right. Um, it's a little bit left to be desired, I think. Um, and helping Ryan. But I think that they're going to go as their defense goes a little bit. And will the improved play of Matt Ryan, I, this team is so much like the Phillip Rivers led Colts team to me. So do you feel more confident in Matt Ryan really taking them over the hump than Phillip Rivers? I think potentially, yeah. Yeah. Because Phillip was, if you give me Phillip when he was like in the prime, I don't know. Phillip was. I, but I, mean, Matt's I watched not that in guy. Prime. No, no, no. But I also think that Matt Ryan, I think obviously Philip, I what I'm trying to say is Philip was closer to the end than Matt Ryan is right now. Um so uh, Matt Ryan's probably got another three years, I maybe. Um uh, Philip obviously had that one season. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he talks about coming back, but I <laughs> um <laughs> I I think again, I was talking to Bryson about it the other day. Is today actually um matt ryan right now i think all he has to do is really kind of be and i don't want to make this sound like a backhanded compliment because i think so highly of alex smith i don't think alex smith gets enough credit um for being as good of a quarterback as he was but i think all he really has to do is be a game manager for the colts um he has to be the ultimate alex smith and then do some of the things that obviously matt ryan can do um Mm -hmm. with the football but I don't I don't want to make the game manager thing sound like it's a bad thing I think again Alex Smith perfected it and the dude like never lost um Alex Smith was a great quarterback um so I think at minimum all Ryan has to do is that and then here and there make a couple timely throws which he is more than capable of doing um and then led by Taylor and the reason why I say that is because I don't think the passing attack is going to be what they're going to rely on to generate their offense. I imagine it's going to obviously flow through Taylor and then everything's going to come off of that. And as long as that's working, I mean, I would think that stuff's going to be wide open for, for Matty Ice. So I'm, I feel, I feel all right about saying that the Colts are going to make it to the final four. You never said if you want to move. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to actually punt and I'm going to take it from a little bit of perspective that you just used for the Tua argument, which just, tore my heart out um 
the teams that they to contend with, are they clear cut better? I'm, I'm just putting the bills in there. They're making the AFC championship, right? The team that are, is the Colts going to meet them? Are they better than Cincy? I kind of give Cincy a better shot. If they were to play head to head, I think I would take Cincy Baltimore. I think is tough, but I might give the Colts a slight edge against Baltimore, but that's still, that's definitely a tight game. The chargers. If we if we all expect them to take the leap that the, if the Chargers going are to, what they should be, yeah, then yeah, but right. So we're already talking about teams that are potentially bumping. I think the Colts are going to win a playoff game, right? But I don't know if I have them winning two. Well, they wouldn't have to if they were the number one seed. Yeah, but the the Bills, the like you can you just use the same conversation. I mean, I think they have an easier schedule than yeah. the, the AFC West teams, but still. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I don't think the number one seed is going to come from the AFC West. I think it's going to be the Bills. So, and I think the AFC West schedule is going to be too hard, I guess, for any of them to really create separation to take the division, which would leave a team like the Colts or the Bills to take a stranglehold on that. Um so, I mean, if they got the number one seed, they wouldn't have to, um, which they could do. But, I mean, the Titans did it not too long ago. Um, yeah. So, it's doable. But, um, like I said, all three of these, one I felt good about, one I'm in the middle about, the other one is a, is a Hail Mary. This one was the middle one. I could see it going either way. Um, I don't know which way I would bet um, on that one, but um, – <laughs> Yeah, for me, I mean, I want the Colts to do well this year. I think it'd be really yeah. interesting for the NFL yeah. if the Colts are good. Just because it adds, like, another team. Like, they are built to do well in the playoffs mm-hmm. with a consistent running attack that you really can't stop and a defense that can play well against some of the best offenses mm-hmm. because they have a pass rush and they have a pretty good secondary around yeah. it, right? Um, but I mean, it's just tough in the AFC. I mean, I take the Bills. I want to see the Chargers play well with all that talent. I mean, they can't be bad with I, all no, of the talent. No, you don't want to see the. No, 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 no. Stop talking about the Chargers playing. No, well. they're gonna. They're gonna. No, see no, no, the no, 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 no. It's all good. No, you're, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are gonna be better. The Dolphins than the are gonna too. win the Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 all right, number three for you. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if you've been watching Hard Knocks, Jason. I have not. But I think every time I watch Hard Knocks, and I'm so glad the Niners have not been on Whatever Hard you're going to say recently. about the Lions, I will move the chains on. <laughs> so, so every time I watch Hard Knocks, the three years ago, I thought when Cleveland was on it, when it was Baker's first year, I thought they were going to make the Super Bowl with how good they, <laughs> they made that team seem. Like even the undress, right. undrafted free agents, it's like, Oh my God, they just found a pro bowler undrafted, <laughs> right? And that's every time. This Detroit Lions team, man, I am drinking Kool-Aid. They are going to finish <laughs> above 500 for <laughs> sure this year. Move the chains. I'm in. <laughs> I am in. And I don't even think that's a hot take because I think a lot of people are kind of on the Detroit bandwagon. But I love me some Dan Campbell. All right, let's see. Let's check out their schedule real quick. Uh, they open up with the Eagles. Probably a loss. No, but they beat the Commanders. 
the Vikings, who knows? Uh, they beat the Seahawks, definitely. Um, Patriots, that's tough. Cowboys, eh, Cowboys are prone to fumble a few things. Oh, they the Dolphins, they can't beat because the Dolphins are going to be it. <laughs> the uh, the yeah. Packers. <laughs> Miami is going to match the 72 yep. Miami record. <laughs> Yeah, actually, gonna, they're going to do one better because there's one more regular. Which, by the game. way, we didn't even open the show with our joke that we made about the preseason Ravens or the undefeated is, Dolphins. Hey, don't, what don't is, worry. It's next week. <laughs> next week, yeah, because we'll the, they won. Well, yeah, it's yeah, all we'll good. Open, yeah, we'll open it up next show. Um, Packers, probably not, but they could beat the Bears. They could beat the Giants. They could beat the Jags. They could beat the Jets. I think they could beat the Panthers. They could mm. beat the Bears. Yeah, they're I mean playoff team. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what, I think it just comes from this idea, like the Cowboys may be quote unquote America's team, but I think right now the Lions are, and I think Dan Campbell is solely responsible for that. Um, and you just want him to succeed and you want to see his guys succeed. I, you know, just listening to clips from hard knocks. I mean, I'll be making oatmeal in the morning and i'm just scrolling through and then my oatmeal goes to like yes i'm ready let's go <laughs> like i'm just i'm stirring the oatmeal i'm ready to run through a brick wall for dan campbell i just he he could he's he could make anybody uh i feel like he could get anybody to want to play for him um do you do you think he like prepares what he's gonna say i mean the no the i want to believe of... it comes right from the hip <laughs> i want to believe that it just comes to him and in the we're, gonna, we're gonna drag him out to the middle of the ocean man we're gonna we're gonna bury him that's what we're gonna bury him <laughs> in the middle oh, of the biting ocean. the knee because i don't think you plan to say we're gonna bite their kneecaps off i think you just go for it <laughs> yeah I just, it's awesome yeah, and you know what? I'm sure there are some players who are like, get a load of this guy. <laughs> but I'm sure there are other players who are like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like wanting to go on a hunt and like put and like smear the blood on their face kind of thing. Uh, imagine going from like five years in New England and then you come to your first season in Detroit and it's like, yeah. whoa, what the heck is going on uh-huh. here? I'm used to Bill just... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on next. And then Dan is up. He's doing one-on-ones with. He's guys. doing push-ups with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting pads on. He's he's running some rounds. Ready. He's catching some balls. Absolutely ready. All right. Well, I'll I'll move the chains on that one because go Dan Campbell. Uh, all right. Last one for me. I'm. I think this one is a bit of a hail mary, but I think there is a route for it to possibly happen. I'm not saying this guy is going to win MVP, but I'm saying the team got so much better. He is a dual threat, and I think at least oh. at least midway through the season, Jalen Hurts will be in the MVP conversation. I think with the addition of A.J. Brown, how mm-hmm. good he looked last season, and the Eagles looked towards the end of last season – with that dual threat offense, they finally decided, you know what, we're just going to run. And voila, it worked. Um, I think Hertz has a great opportunity to rush for more than like 600, 700 yards. I think if he throws around 3,500 yards um, and over like 25 touchdowns, I think he's got a great opportunity. Like I said, I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he has a great opportunity to really be 
in the MVP conversation this season, midway and even beyond that, uh, assuming that the Eagles are going to be, you know, who we who we're kind of predicting that they're going to be. I really think towards the end of the season, we're going to be looking at Jalen Hurts as a potential, at least being in the conversation for MVP. Yeah, move the chains for sure. Yes. Uh, I think it, it all hinges on, and he's not going to win MVP before. I don't think so. We go anywhere, but I think I predict the Eagles are going to be up there. They're going to have a pretty good record, right? They might get to yeah. 12 or 11 wins. And I think the surprise and the almost like wanting to coronate this guy as like he's made it type of thing will mm-hmm. just take over. That storyline will take over and he's going to put up great numbers. I really think he will. Right. Like last year, I don't even think he played that well throwing. But the rushing numbers that he's putting up, if he just improves the efficiency a little bit of throwing in A.J. Brown, got to help. That should help. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, and they think. still have still have Devontae Smith there. They have um, – Dallas Goddard. They have Goddard at the tight end. What was the other first-round wide receiver? Man, they have so many first-round wide receivers on that team. Uh, it's just got to help. They have a good receiving core. Right, like uh, it's just gotta work. Allen? This... No, Devin Allen, um, Zach Pascal. He was from the Colts. I'm trying to look. I'll, I'll you can you can keep going. I'll look for it. It's all good. Maybe he was a second rounder. Um, an early second round. I think this team, like Dallas, isn't going to win this division. I think they're easily going to win this division. And with the team success and the numbers he's going to put up, he's going to get a look at MVP. I think it's that simple. It's just part of the formula. Mm, right. No, yeah, I um Jalen Rager. That's who it was. It was Rager. I thought Rager got Well, is he even if he's not there, it's fine. They still got weapons. <laughs> I thought he, he probably went to Miami because he wants to join the bandwagon. Did he? No, he no, he's still with the Eagles. Oh, okay. He's still with the Eagles. Okay. Um, check if he's a first round pick or a second round pick. Um, I think he was a late first. He was a 21st pick. <sighs> Would you even doubt me? Great poll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I again definitely think they're going to win their division. I predicted them to win their division in our uh, in our picks, and we'll have to revisit our picks. We'll, we may have to we may have to look back or we'll just make new ones. Because a lot We're of stuff just, has changed. A lot of stuff has changed since we made that. We uh, The picks that we made think, were like early season, like way early before that was kind of the niche yeah. of that segment. Um, I think you had the Browns making the playoffs. Yeah, and so I, which I wouldn't do now. Um, <laughs> so um, so we, we definitely made – you know what? That actually might be fun to bring our like way early season and then compare it to what we would do now. We should do that. Um, okay. So, yeah, I definitely think that I would stick with that one. I know I picked them to win that division. Stick with that one. And, I mean, think about how well they played against the Bucks in the postseason um, last year. Uh, that, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Um, they played them. I mean, they gave the Bucks a real uh, a real scare in that game. They, they played them tough. And I, I really do think that the addition of A.J. Brown is – you. I mean – just in terms of it looking at it, like the odds of the AJ Brown thing going poorly are, I think are pretty low. 
I, I, I don't think that that's going to negatively affect the offense in any way, which means that it's going to positively affect it just by, um, by the odds, which is the most simple, which is the most like, like simple and uh, duh thing ever, but that's the best way I could put it. Like, I don't, I don't see a way that that hurts them, um, which can only mean that it's going to help them. So, and help Jalen. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they utilize AJ Brown fully. I think he would be much more served much better served in a in an offense with a conventional quarterback right i mean i just don't i just don't see he's gonna put up numbers the fact that lamar jackson won an mvp should just tell you that it's possible or probable that jalen hurts is going to be looked at like is he gonna be a top five finalist for mvp yeah he could with the team success very is it is it Josh Allen's award to lose this year? Yeah, and are there definitely guys? I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Every I man, people are low. I didn't know so many. There were so many uh, like media members that lived in Buffalo. It's crazy. Right? Drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> Drinking the Kool Aid. A team that didn't even make it to the AFC Championship game is a front run, like far and away front runner. Mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. Well, especially in Miami's division, no less. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Miami is just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we'll wrap up that segment. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did that. Um, it was fun to hear, obviously, your uh, bold predictions. Let us know if you guys have any bold predictions for the season. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any any of ours. Um, let's quickly do this real quick. Uh, we won't spend a ton of time on it, but obviously one of the bigger portions um, of the NFL for a lot of people uh, is fantasy football, which Sam and I are no stranger to. We uh, we are in a fantasy football league. Um, draft was two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. Pretty recent. Two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 It was pretty, pretty recent. Um, already had some Woj bomb level trades going on. Um, a lot of stuff moving around. It's been fun. Sam, give me give me a little rundown on your team. How you feeling? Um, yeah, I'm fe- I'm feeling good. Uh, I think the vibe of this year is um, trying to mix it up as much as possible because I think yep, last year my team was pretty much the same team that I drafted, and I'm trying to win Executive of the Year this year. I want to make as many trades right. as possible and make more moves than literally anyone in the league so i just think mm-hmm. it would be so much fun that was that was me last year i i might because my team got was down bad early in the season and then i picked up mike williams uh he was mm-hmm. off waivers which ended up being huge and then i picked renfro off of waivers and that ended up being huge and that got me into the playoffs um mm-hmm. last year and that was a lot of fun i did make a lot of trades but I mean, I made a trade two days ago that I wouldn't have made last season, but I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's let it fly. And I agree with you. I think when you, when you play fantasy a lot, you want different teams each year. Um, but man, I, I mean, I, after making the trade, I mean, I feel pretty good about my, my starting lineup um, for the most part. I was still trying to, uh, to get a, to get a better running back. And I got to tell you, so in our, in our league, we have a, we have a group chat. And so one of our buddies, uh, so it was me and Shohei, right? We were, we were talking about doing a trade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and meanwhile, 
our uh, our friend Bryson, who is a massive Colts fan, loves Jonathan Taylor, got the first pick in our draft this year, so he took Taylor. So we everybody was like, everybody was trying to try. He does happen to be the commissioner of the league. Um, we uh, <laughs> we were trying to figure out if there was any way that anybody was going to be able to peel JT off of his team. So Shohei and I, and I told Bryson this, we tried to set up, we tried to set Bryson up um, to get him to kind of release the reins on JT because Shohei was going for him. So we offered him a package for JT, which Bryson turned out. And then in that group chat, he offered me a package for like less that he was willing to give up, trying to like draw Bryson out a little bit. And it kind of worked, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't take the bait. so we got a lot of like survivor type like storylines going on behind the scenes. Dude, I have been, now. and it's oddly enough, like I've definitely been rethinking it as I've fallen in love with Tua. But I drafted Tyree Kill in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't the Tyree Kill of Kansas City where he's a locked top five wide receiver every year, pretty much. Um, I have a little uncertainty going into this year of what really he's going to look like and what numbers. I mean, and he's just going to play really inconsistently, uh, which is super scary for me. And I'm, I really need to bolster my running game. Uh, I don't know what people are going to get from this, but I really hope a lot of people are having fun with this because I, I don't know if anyone out there can sort of relate to my feeling but it seems like right after the draft every player that's of value is taken yeah right but you look back on every single year guys come up wide receivers running backs through waivers like our mvps of leagues Mm -hmm. right and it's so impossible for me right now to determine who that actually is right well, that like like I was just saying, that was Mike Williams for me last year. Mike mm-hmm. Williams was like a top like five ish fantasy wide receiver for a big part of the season, um, and he was just sitting there on waivers. Um, but like it seemed right at the to beginning me, of the season to me right now, like Cordero Patterson last year wasn't drafted, mm-hmm. and he was a yep. waiver pick, and he was drafted this year, and Mike Williams like it. It feels like every single guy that could be a sleeper was drafted almost mm-hmm. is on someone's team right now. Yeah. Which is super weird. Well, you know what I have? So I have Melvin Gordon on my team right now as on my mm. bench. And mm-hmm. so Javante Williams is obviously going to be the number one running back. And he was last year too, but I was looking at Gordon's stats. He had 918 yards rushing last season. Mm-hmm. And had 213 uh, <laughs> receiving yards. I was like, he's still productive. <laughs> um, yeah. So even, I think one of the things too that I found interesting is with the running backs, I feel like there are a lot of teams that ha- like have two really good running backs. Not a st- like not like Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, kind of Derrick Henry, that type of realm, but two very solid running backs like look at green bay for an example like you can make an argument that aj Dillon might give you as much as aaron jones um in terms of because they might split so i I actually found that drafting running backs this year was really hard i felt like the wide receivers were very easy 
but the running backs were really interesting. Yeah, you definitely had a hard time drafting running backs after Antonio Gibson is oh that one well, that came me. out of nowhere. That hurt me. <laughs> and you know what? He was my so he was my he was the second running back that I chose. He wasn't who I was going for. He was just who was available um, at the time. Uh, and I've been trying to pass him off, but nobody's willing to take the bait. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just crossing my fingers that Nick Chubb kind of moves that way for me. And I have Patterson now, so hopefully that'll turn into something. And I'm so glad they listed him as a running back, not a wide receiver. Um, oh, yeah. So that was nice. So for anybody out there who's playing fantasy, you know, let us know down below how you're feeling uh, about your teams and what are your initial post-draft thoughts? Because I feel like Sam kind of hit the nail on the head. Like after the draft is over, you kind of look at your team, you might feel really good about your team in the draft. And then afterward, you're like, wow. Like, Dude, I missed some spots. The, I, I know there's going to be people out there that are going to, um, like, feel the way that I felt. But, yeah. so we had 90 seconds per pick. And then I just did, last night, I did another draft, and it was a minute. And during that whole round, you can be like, oh, I'm looking at this player. Yep. For sure. Even if they're picked, I'm looking at this player. Right. Both those players get picked. You come up on the clock. Holy nice cow, round. what am I doing? Like this <laughs> is a, this is a this is the eighth round, tenth round, like this is where all notes, all preparation goes out the window and you're just going through, scrolling through. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah, like he could maybe do well. Oh, I thought he was on this team, but yeah, I guess he's on this team now. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you draft it. Or a lot, dude, I have such a bad habit of drafting rookies that i have yeah. no idea how good they are mm-hmm. i drafted um burks the titans rookie wide receiver and i drafted a lava but i think a lava is actually gonna be pretty good um, sky Moore with the chiefs might might be one of those too yeah but i just i do like i had no idea who burks was on the titans and i was like oh you had kind of but sick. that worked for you last year right you had chase and oh, you had yeah. pits. <laughs> yeah. No, well, dude, those I were probably safe. Oh, I had Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you went rookie heavy. And it and it worked. But I like you right as soon as the draft ends, you look back and you're like, oh my God, I drafted that guy in the eighth round. He yeah. would have been undrafted. Right. Why did I waste a pick there? Right, right, right. And then you just kill you just kicking yourself. Yeah. Well, for anybody out there who is playing fantasy, we wish you the best of luck. Um, this is the most important thing in the world. No, but yes. it is fun. It is it is fun. Um, and uh, if you are competitive, uh, like Sam and I are, then it, there definitely is some uh, some fun in that. All right, <clears throat> let's wrap the show with some non-sports related talk, and we're gonna move over stabbing world. Westeros. <laughs> Let's talk about Game of Thrones, more specifically House of Dragons. So, first episode got released as the recording of this show, which is um, August 27th, so it's Saturday. So, last Sunday, first episode got released. Sam and I both watched the episode. If you have not watched the episode, then have a wonderful day. What are you doing? Day. 
<laughs> have a wonderful day and uh we will see you all next week so obviously spoilers going forward that first episode for me i gotta say one it was really good i i was really happy to be back in the game of thrones world um i definitely think that there is a lot of story to be had even even in like um i know that this is still a kind of a it's obviously a prequel so it's still kind of following that linear storyline, which they already established in the, in the other show. But I, even in a world this big, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities to go elsewhere um, in the Game of Thrones sort of world. Uh, but it was nice to be back um, in in this sort of timeline and with mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know with the dragons and the the style of the show and all that stuff. Um, I gave, I gave that episode two thumbs way up i thought the cast was really cool um the one thing the one thing that i will say coming out of that episode is they leaned in hard to their uh mature audience rating because wow (laughs) um between the c-section scene and the um big like what they were calling like the whorehouse scene um people's arms getting ripped off the face yeah they leaned into it which i'm fine with I'm not squeamish or anything like that. And I, I, if you have that rating, go for it, push it. It doesn't bother me at all, but wow. It was more than actually even I was anticipating. Yeah, it was more than, okay. Game of Thrones. It had, we, we talked about it. Before, had its moments. It, had, it yeah. had some levels there, but that many different shots in the first episode. Uh, I, I just liked the, the overall vibe coming off of seasons seven and eight, right, of Game of Thrones, this didn't really feel like those sort of seasons. It felt more like the earlier ones mm-hmm. of the show, which I really appreciated, um, where it wasn't big glitz and glamour. It was more of the nuance. That the Pretty show small scale, really yeah. At, right? Um, we got our dragons, I, I like me some dragon fix. Um, and I know they're going to be super, super prevalent. I mean, a show called House, House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. Dragons are going to be pretty prevalent in the show. But I love the character work and the establishment of the, like, the world mm-hmm. that's going on, right? And a part of me is like, man, it seemed like things just were happening and they kind of weren't giving a lot of background into what was happening and what was going on. But at the same time, it's like, I appreciate that they don't assume that everyone is idiots, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone's seen Game of Thrones. So we kind of generally know House Baratheon, Targaryens, Starks, you know, like they don't have to put in as much work to establish that, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a little, that's what I'm talking about, the nuance of it. It's like, they don't have to go out and say, give expedition of so-and-so, like how Stark has been around since blah, 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 and they're in the North yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we know you guys watch Game of Thrones and we know yeah. you're coming back for House of Dragons. So sit yeah. down and watch and enjoy. Yeah. And I think they just gave you everything of that. And I'm super excited about the cast. I loved, um, do you have the list of the yep. cast? Got Literally got it up on the screen, yeah. So his name's Damon, right? Damon Targaryen? uh, Damon, yeah. Matt Smith. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I loved him from the crown. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, I, I just think he worked as that ignorant. He's like yeah. Jamie, but like early Jamie, but on steroids. Yeah. I told Bree with the, the opening, the opening scene with him, um, I paused and I looked at her and I was like, I don't care what's going to happen on the rest of the, on the rest of this episode. I'm going to predict right now that this dude is going to steal the show. He, I just, he felt so good in that role. I agree with you. I absolutely loved every single second that he was on the screen. It, he did it. He played that role to a T. Yeah. And then the other members of the uh, small council, mm -hmm. I think are, I, I'm intrigued to know a little more about them because it's tough. Like they're putting us in a position where we care about them, but don't really know. Like, I can't even tell you all their names mm -hmm. for sure. And I don't even think they've told us all their names, right? I don't even know what the King's name is at this point. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, so Viserys. tough, man. Viserys, I think. I'm looking is at it? it right now. Yeah, I think it's Viserys, yeah. Yeah. I it's a whole nother cast of characters. Game of Thrones names are hard to remember. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't it um, Rhaenyra is the lead? Um, what's her, you know, what's it her doesn't, name? It doesn't. Oh, that's. Um, so, no, that's, uh, that's the. Um, I think that's one of the. I think she played the older versions. Millie Alcock is the one who is playing um, little uh, um, version of Daenerys. Um, yeah, Millie Alcock is her name, but I can't, it actually doesn't have her character name right here, which is so weird. What? Um, yeah. Um, it literally, no. I. I'm lit. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily matter. The it's the whoever's going to be the main chick. Um, I it literally is not showing me the character's name. That's it has, so has names for everybody else, but whatever. The girl. So, um, but you know, I agree with you. It did feel more like the early seasons. Um, I liked the jousting scene that was fun um that was a lot of fun obviously that was playing at the same time as that whole c-section ordeal which was just brutal um that was just brutal um, to open up your, of, a, of a father to open up your audience to that um but you know what like i said i am someone who if you have that audience rating then go ahead push the boundary if you want to make a villain really bad lean into how bad you want to make them make the villain make them the most evil people ever made which i feel like ironically game of thrones did a really good job at doing that um and really making you hate the villains um so if you have that adult rating i'm all for pushing the boundary of what you can uh, allow uh, in a show so i was totally fine with it but i understand if some people would be a little turned off by it um because it it was a lot it was a lot for the first episode yeah i think you're just gonna know though it for one it's an hbo show 
Um, usually early on in an HBO show, they're either high in nudity or high in gore or both. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty oh. much all of them. Um, but this was on like another level. I think well, like this it, yeah, was yeah, more, this was first episode of season three of the boys. I mean, yeah. this was like that could be I I think that'd be potentially triggering for some people. I mean some, like, maybe. Right. Um whew. man, I remember sitting there watching it just I was just sitting there in my bedroom alone watching. It. I was like, holy cow. The the limbs, <laughs> yeah. the limb scene actually really was like wow, they're just straight up, no rhyme or reason. They're just cutting people's limbs off. They're showing it right <laughs> now. Yeah. We're they're, just, they're, just, they're just snip snip. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, I believe, I don't know the schedule for releases, but if the first one released on a Sunday, I'm assuming the next one's going to release on a Sunday, which would be August 28th, which would be tomorrow when we're filming this. Um, mm. I mean, the, the, the day after we, we're filming this right now. So episode two should be out by then, uh, by the time we release this episode. Uh, hopefully you all are enjoying House of the Dragons if you've been uh, been watching it. And if you haven't, definitely recommend it. Just uh, just as a, as a warning, if you did stay for the spoilers and you haven't seen it, then you obviously know that there's pretty graphic stuff in episode one. So, um, so if you're squeamish, just be prepared. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, Thank you all so much for sticking around for the end of the episode. We really do appreciate it. We're so glad to be back. Uh, should be on a more consistent schedule going forward. My school schedule is set now for from now until December. So I've got that ready to go. Sam's got his work schedule. So we should have no problems moving forward. Um, we, uh, we hope you all have a wonderful week and we will see you all uh, next week with a brand new episode and uh, more, more sports talk. So toodles. See ya. Oh, and Miami's going to the Super Bowl.